0: Hey friends, welcome to episode 85 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm Dara Swift. Thanks for joining me this week, and it is especially sweet to me that you're here because I'm celebrating a pretty significant birthday this week. Yes, I turned the big 6-0. And you know what, friends? I don't feel any older. I know God has plans for us in all seasons of our lives. and You just never know what's around the corner when we have these great adventures with God. (laughs) But thanks for joining me, and I really appreciate it. That is a gift to me, so thank you for my birthday gift, for listening in this week. And you know, I have a great show today. I have my friend with me, Yvette Hampton, and we're going to talk about her podcast, Schoolhouse Rocked. The Homeschool Revolution, and about the movie that she and her husband just put out not long ago that is sweeping the nation and getting rave reviews by the same name, Schoolhouse Rocked: The Homeschool Revolution. And before you tune out and think this isn't for me, uh, I don't have school-age kids anymore, or uh, homeschooling's not for me, you need to listen to this episode because it is important about not only our own kids but this generation of kids who are raising up to be the leaders in the next generation so you know we really need to be on board and um, we need to really know what's going on with schooling and why parents are the best equipped teachers to teach their kids so Yvette's going to tell us all about that because you know she never wanted to be a homeschooler She never thought she could do it, and she didn't even like school, but hear what changed her mind. It's pretty impactful and powerful. But before we get into the show, did you know, Fierce Calling is part of the Spark Network, and we are on the Edify app. So if you don't have the Edify app, you can listen in and download it for free at the Apple or Google Play stores and listen to other amazing Christian podcasts. So yeah back to the show, you're going to love what you hear today. And I know what Yvette has to say is going to encourage, inspire and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling podcast. I am so excited for today's show. I have my friend Yvette Hampton with me. And she is the producer and host of the documentary Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. And she's also the producer and host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. And as a mom who is concerned for the future of this generation and the future of our country, Yvette has a deep desire to see a culture shift by encouraging people through the truth of God's word, her greatest joy in life is being a wife and a mom, and there's more exciting details that I could tell you, but I want you to hear it from Yvette. So, Yvette, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you on. Aw, thank you. It's so good to be with you, Doris. Thank you. Yeah, it's so exciting. I just love Schoolhouse Rocked, because, you know, of course, it reminds you of the old Schoolhouse Rock, you yeah. know, when we were growing up, and um <laughs> know, older than you, but... but that was, that was so fun. And we, we loved all the rhymes and learning and all that. So I just love the name of the podcast and of this amazing documentary. So I would love if you would share where you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect and how this all comes
1: together. Yeah. Yes, we, we are taking action. um, That is for sure. It has been for this specific project, five years of action <laughs> has taken us. Um, it's been a really incredible journey. About five years ago, our family, um, we, we lived in California. We are Southern California natives, my husband and I, and we just really felt like the Lord was calling us to leave California, which was bizarre because that's home. It's you know, It was all we had really known. It was where we grew up, where our family was, where all of our friends were, our church, everything that was familiar and comfortable to us was there. And uh, my husband had worked in the Hollywood film industry for many years and he, he loved his job. He loves the art of filmmaking, but he didn't really love the product that he was helping to produce out into the world. And so after many years, he just said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. He went on to teach film at a Christian school in Los Angeles for a year And that was the year it was the 2015, 2016 school year. And at the end of that year, we just really felt like the Lord was saying, it's, it's time to go, it's time to leave California. And we had no idea where we would go, but at the same time, we were trying to kind of navigate like what, what we were going to do next. You know, my husband had he had done many things. He had, he was former military. He had worked in the movie industry. He, we had been business owners. He has his marketing degree. I mean, there were a bunch of different directions we could have taken and none of them sat well with him. Like everything he, he, you know, thought about pursuing, he was just like, it just doesn't seem right. Like, I just don't have peace about any of these things. Hmm. And so one day, uh, that it, I guess it was, Oh, I don't know. I probably should know the date, but somewhere around June or July of 2016, he came to me and he said, I I think we should sell our house and all of our stuff, load up in an RV and go travel the country um, to find home and to film a documentary about homeschooling. And at that time we were in our 6th well, going into our sixth year of homeschooling. And so we had become so passionate about Home education and family discipleship. And so it was like the Lord took his love for filmmaking and our passion for homeschooling our girls and coupled them together. And that was kind of how Schoolhouse Rocked was born. And um, yeah, that was a little over five years ago. And so we we just uh released the movie and it's been a really, really exciting journey. So we have spent the last several years traveling, filming exploring this amazing country that we live in and just getting to see the glory of God's creation. I mean, it's absolutely incredible driving from state to state and just seeing uh, just what an awesome creator we have because he could have made it to look all the same, (laughs) but he didn't. And um, so in the process of that, you know, we got to meet and interview, you know, tons of people and really get a good feel for what homeschooling is nationwide and, um, really are using that platform to impact Christ and families through the idea of home education. Wow. That is so
0: powerful. So what was it like when your husband got this realization and came to you with this and said, I mean, what was your reaction? Yeah. Had the Lord been laying kind of that on your heart as well? And it was, yeah, confirmation you know,
1: that's such, such a funny part of our story, actually. Um, Like I said, he came to me in in June or July, but if you back up a few months um, before that in April, we were sitting in church one day and this was the funniest thing. I don't know if I, I, apparently I wasn't paying very close attention to the sermon, (laughs) but we're sitting in church this one morning and I wrote on our church bulletin. I said, I think we should sell our house and all of our stuff and go travel the country and find home. And I passed it to him in church and he just kind of looked at me and he was like, we can't do that. That's crazy. And after church that day, we kind of talked about it. I mean, just briefly, like it was a very brief conversation where he just said, there's like, that's not possible. We can't possibly sell our house, everything in it and go travel in an RV. Like that's the most ridiculous thing. And the funny thing about that is that I did not grow up camping. We were not a camping family. Like our idea of camping was staying, you know, in a Marriott Mm -hmm. on the beach. Like that's just what we did. (laughs) And, um, and so it was funny that, you know, the Lord put that on my heart several months before and Garrett was like, no, no, that's not even practical. And little did we know that what was happening was the Lord was preparing my heart first because I think had he just come to me and said, I think we should do this. I would have, I would have said, okay, if this is really what the Lord's calling us to do, Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have been as enthusiastic about it. And so when he came to me, I, and I mean, we didn't discuss this at all during those few months, like it, the topic never came up again. So when he came to me that one morning and said, I think this is what the Lord is putting on my heart what we should do without hesitation. I said, yes, I think this is what we should do. And, you know, of course, then we said, well, Lord, you're going to have to open up all the doors and Provide everything that we need, including an RV and a truck to pull it, because we don't have any of those things. And God, in His perfect faithfulness, did. I mean, He, the house sold, all the stuff sold. We got the RV, we got the truck. We, it was like all the pieces, and it wasn't easy, but all the pieces of the puzzle came together so beautifully. Um, And, and we knew for sure that it was what God was calling us to do.
0: That's amazing.
1: That is so exciting
0: when you know it's God's calling on your lives, you know, to do yeah. this and you're both on the same page because God spoke to both of you. That's really beautiful. And so what were some of the eye-opening things that you learned throughout this journey of the homeschooling
1: documentary? Yeah, I think the most exciting thing that I learned and the most encouraging thing I learned as a homeschool mom was that when I went into homeschooling, um, I did not want to. I was not excited about it. We actually said we would never homeschool. We had been married for about 11 years before our oldest daughter was born. And when she finally came into our lives, you know, I still thought I would never homeschool her. We we just had so many misconceptions about what homeschooling looked like. Like we just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, we grew up in the eighties and nineties. And so, you know, we had this kind of idea of what homeschool family was. And we thought that's simply not us. This is Mm -hmm. just not something we could do. And I hated school growing up. And when I say hated, Doris, I mean, I Mm -hmm. literally despised school. I loved the social aspect of it, Mm -hmm. which of course plays into my misconception about homeschooling is I thought, you know, I love school because of the socialization. I hated the academics and homeschoolers are unsocialized and they're all about academics. And so why in the world would I ever do that to myself? Why would I do that to my kids? And, um, we, we said we'd never, ever homeschool. And then when, when my oldest Brooklyn was four years old, we bought into the idea that we had to put her in pre-K. So we were planning on putting her in pre-K and we're, we're from Los Angeles, of course. And so, um, we were not comfortable with the public school system in LA County. So we thought, well, we'll put her in a private school, but the only way to make that work was for me to actually work part-time to pay for her tuition And so that had been our plan all along, was that's what we were going to do. I was going to work. She would go to this private school, it was the private school I grew up in for most of my life. And it was good enough for me. It's good enough for her. You know, it's a win win. Everything's going to be great. Well, again, because God's timing is perfect, I ended up pregnant with my youngest daughter and was getting ready to have a baby that October. And so I couldn't go to work. And I thought, you know, it's pre K. She's only four. She was going to turn five in December. How hard can it be to? do pre-K at home. I mean, it's letters, numbers, shapes, and I had over, already been doing those things with her. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize that I was already homeschooling her, you know, but we, I'd been teaching her and reading to her and doing all of the fun things together, you know, playing Play-Doh and painting and all those things. And, um, so when we kind of looked back and said, you know, we, we can't afford to do private school this year It's very expensive school we're getting ready to have a baby. She's four. We can do this homeschooly ish thing Mm -hmm. for this year. And then someone invited us to go to a homeschool conference. And I went to this conference really thinking, you know, I had this image of what homeschoolers were going to be like and look like. And I just thought this is not going to be for me, but we'll go to this conference because our friends had invited us and we went and I realized I'm like every other homeschool mom. I'm as insecure as every homeschool mom. I feel inadequate. Like every homeschool mom, I feel like I'm not smart enough. I'm not organized enough. I'm not well-educated enough. I'm, I am not all the things that we think our kids need Mm -hmm. in order to be homeschooled. And so that was the biggest eye opener for me through the, the journey of, of starting homeschool, but I still didn't realize that I wasn't alone in that thought. So as we went out and started interviewing people for the film and we're talking to these moms all around the country and they're all saying the same thing. I was like, really? You don't say, (laughs) you feel this same way. And, And it was amazing because most of these women were homeschool. You know, they'd been homeschooling for a long time. They were speakers at homeschool conventions. They were authors of various books. They had podcasts and homeschool blogs and all these things. And they were all saying, The same thing. Yeah, I I don't feel adequate. I didn't feel adequate. But let me tell you what the most exciting um, realization was of all of that was that I realized that I'm not adequate. I am not adequate as a mom, as a wife, as a homeschool teacher, you know, as a daughter of the king. I'm none of those things. And so all I have to be willing to do is say yes to the Lord and trust him with what he's called me to do. And then in the end, he gets to have all the glory for it because I'll never be able to look back and say, look what I did. Look at what an amazing job I did raising my kids. Look at what an amazing teacher I was or mom or wife. I'm only going to be able to say, look what the Lord did in my weakness. And then he gets all the credit and all the glory for it. So it's been exciting to just realize that I'm I'm not alone in that that thought.
0: I love that. And it, it is very encouraging to hear that from a homeschool veteran you know mm-hmm. that has been doing it for a while yeah and I I think you've come across and I was going to ask you about some of the other misconceptions beside the socialization because you hear that quite often mm-hmm. but you know the the fact being that um you know that you don't feel equipped or well I'm going to mess up my kids you know I'm going to totally ruin their chances for going to college or, you know, whatever. So what are some of the other things that, you know, those things and other things that you have been able to clear up through this documentary?
1: Yeah. You know, definitely. Um, that is one of the greatest ones. Um, the socialization question, of course, you know, still comes up not as much as it used to, but people still do ask the question, you know, what about socialization? And so we address that, in the movie. And, and here's the kind of socialization thing years ago, you know, 20, 30 years ago, homeschooling was not as um, widespread as it is now. And it wasn't actually even legal until 1993 um, or maybe 95, I think 1993 in all 50 States. And so there were several States where it was actually illegal to homeschool your kids. And even in some of the States where it was legal, It was really frowned upon. And you might have a nosy neighbor who, you know, she was going to let you know that she was going to call CPS or call the police and turn you in for truancy. And, and, you know, I mean, parents were very threatened. And so for there's, you know, a whole generation of homeschool kids who really during the school day, during the week, they were closed up in their houses. They couldn't even go outside in their own backyard to play if they had curious neighbors. And you know, they certainly couldn't go to the park or to the grocery store or, you know, just live normal life during the week. And they couldn't do those things until after all the school kids came home and it seemed like they were normal school kids. And so those kids, I think really did struggle with socialization. Not that they didn't know how to socialize. It's that they were not able to socialize, but most of them were fully capable of it after they came you know, Mm -hmm. out of, of their homes. But, um, Nowadays that's not an issue. Their uh, homeschooling is so common everywhere you go for the most part. I mean, there are, place, you know, a few places in New Jersey and you know, you know, some of those New England states where um, it's not as common to homeschool and so you might have some communities where people are like, "You do what?" But overall, most places in America, it's very widely accepted. And so people don't get asked the socialization question anymore because if you've ever met a homeschool child, Mm -hmm. you realize that they don't have issues with that. And really, I mean, there are some really weird homeschooled kids and there are some really weird public school kids. And there are some really weird private school kids. Mm -hmm. Some kids are just strange and odd and that's okay, (laughs) but being homeschooled doesn't make them unsocialized. So that's one of the big misconceptions. Another one is the salt and light argument. You know, we often hear that argument still, um, that, you know, our, our, Christian kids need to be in the public schools because they need to be salt and light. And we address this pretty strongly in the film, actually, in that kids are not meant to be salt and light and be put on a battlefield that they're not yet ready to fight. And, you know, we, my family has a lot of military background. My dad was in the military. My husband was in the military, my in-laws, uh, you know, my father-in-law, brother-in-law, both of them, all military. They all have been through basic training. They've all been through warrior training they would never put those fighters those men and women on the front lines of a battle without having been trained in how to fight and so what's happening in the public schools is is we're telling these you know children whether they're 4 years old or 14 years old we're going to put you on the front lines of a battle that even adults are not able to fight right now and we're going to expect you to fight but they haven't been trained and and their parents are sometimes training them at home but when you look at the amount of hours that are going into training, you know, Luke 640, I don't know if you're familiar with this passage, but it says a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. And so if kids are being trained and indoctrinated in a godless atheistic world system with, with a worldview that is void of everything contrary to the word of God, that's how they're being trained for, you know, 30 to 40 hours a week. Instead of being trained in the home to then go out and fight this battle, and so it's a great thing for Christian adults to be in the public school system and fighting that battle with these these children and, and teaching them and them being the salt and light, but putting children on the front line of this battle, um, I think is 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 oftentimes very detrimental to the children because those kids don't know yet what they believe or why they believe what they believe. Mm. And, um, and so that's another misconception. You know, there are so many others, you know, parents think if they have a child with a disability, that they don't have what it takes to teach their kids. And, um, we address that in the movie as well. And and we help parents to understand that God has given you your children exactly as they are. Mm. And he gives you everything you need to train up the hearts of your children, no matter what their struggles are, or no matter what your struggles are, God is enough and he is going to give you what you need. And so, you know, that's just another misconception that if our kids are struggling in any way that we're not capable of teaching them.
0: Mm, that's so good. I hadn't. Yeah, that's salt and light. That is really good that you all address that. The curriculum and all of that, you know, besides you, you know, you're kind of wanting your child to be like Jesus to their friends, <laughs> but they don't have to do that only in a school setting, they right. can do that in other activities and other places, and really, when they're too social at school, they're not going to learn anything anyway, and right. we don't really know. I, I think um, you probably have found, too, and it just seems like lately with all of the things going on with the pandemic and mm-hmm. the, I think the parents are really starting to see what their children are actually learning because yeah. I don't know that it was something – They really knew before or thought it was important to even check into, you know, they just trusted the education system. So could you speak into
1: that a little bit? Sure. Yes. And that's absolutely right. Um, You know, it was when COVID hit and parents started bringing their kids home. I mean, parents were forced to, I shouldn't say started, parents were forced to bring their kids home. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, all these students are on Zoom calls and doing virtual classes with their teachers and parents are starting to realize what they're being taught. And they're going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And one of the red flags that every parent should recognize was when it, if a teacher says, I don't want the parent in the room while I'm teaching their kid, that should send up red flags and, and, you know, just stand the hair up on the back of every parent and go, whoa, wait a minute. Why would you not want me in the room? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And as we've watched, you know, the comprehensive sex ed being taught to our kids and critical race theory and all of these things, all it's teaching kids is that. They don't matter that their life has no value. You know, you look at CRT and instead of teaching kids that they are made in the image of a holy God who created them on purpose and for a purpose, it's teaching them the complete opposite. You know, we're, we need to be teaching our kids Psalm 139, you know, for you formed my inward parts and knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what kids need to be hearing, but they're hearing the complete opposite of that in school. And they're being taught, you know, I I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with GLSEN. Um, GLSEN is the gay, lesbian, and straight education network. And they, along with Planned Parenthood, have infiltrated the public schools. And I know a lot of parents like to think that these things are not happening in their public schools, that these things aren't being taught. For some reason, so many parents have this idea that they live in the good community. They live in the good neighborhood. You know, when you look at houses the realtors always want to say you know this house is in a really good school district because this is where the good schools are and so parents get this um, misconception that they're in the good schools and their kids aren't being taught those things we live in Oklahoma which is a very conservative state um more conservative than most statewide it's a it's a very very red state and even in Oklahoma this stuff is infiltrating the schools. And it's not the teachers who are necessarily in favor of what, which many of them are, but there are a lot of teachers who are not in favor of what's being taught, but their hands are tied. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's the school system that's forcing their hands. Mm -hmm. And even if the teacher doesn't want to teach it, it's being taught through the library system. It's being taught through, you know, all sorts of extracurricular activities. These kids are being taught you know, that their gender is fluid and they can be a girl on Monday and a boy on Wednesday. And, mm. you know, they're asking them at the beginning of the year what pronoun they wanted to be want to be referred to. Oh, they're asking that to five-year-olds. I mean, that's crazy to ask a yeah. five-year-old little girl with a bow in her hair, do you want to be a he or a she today? I mean, that's insanity. It and is. so parents really are starting to wake up and it's very exciting to see that parents for the first time in decades are starting to go, oh oh, 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 this is, this is not good. This is not what I want for my family. And this is not what I want for my child. And they're starting to pay attention and they're starting to pull their kids out of these schools. Um, and that's where homeschooling comes in because then the question is, well, what now? And so we have a whole movie to answer the what now.
0: (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah, that is just so true. How you were saying that they are just now realizing what's happening Mm -hmm. because I mean, when you think about, their little brains aren't even developed enough to make yeah. decisions and then they're being asked these, you know, crazy questions about gender and all of those things when, yeah, the truth is someone thirty nine as to who they actually are. That's right. And uh to be so careful. I think it was on relatable. Al I wanna say it was oh, Alibeth yeah. Stuckey's podcast where she had an educator on there and he was just talking about how That he was, you know, behind closed doors in these meetings, they're told to say things like, well, don't tell, don't tell the parents that, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but this is what you're going to actually do, you know, so it was just, you know, if you listen to that episode. And, um, you know, it may not be happening in every school, but it's happening a lot and a lot more than we'd want to think that it's happening in, like you were saying, parents just don't want to believe that that's really, that can't really be happening, but it's just, it's so biblical that right is wrong. Wrong is right. Up is down. Down is up. You know, it's just what's coming out. God brings these things to the light, you know, things that have been in the dark and you know, we really don't know who's teaching our children and what their values are. You know, what, what are they, you know, what background are they from? Because even if they're not teaching something that they believe, what they're teaching will, their worldview will come out in the way that they're teaching. And so it's really important for parents to be aware. I think this is amazing that you are bringing this awareness. And how has it been
1: received in where it's been shown? so good um, it the reception has been absolutely incredible it's been um, overwhelming actually uh, it's really interesting because when we looked at what our audience was beforehand you know as we were making the film we kind of had our, our set audience which is what you do when you make a movie you figure out okay who who is this for mm-hmm. and so our audience was you know those who are currently homeschooling just to validate them not to um, really convince them because they're already convinced obviously they've already, made the decision to homeschool, but we really wanted to validate those families and just say, what you're doing is the best thing you can do for your kids. Keep going. You have what it takes. God's going to give you everything you need. Just keep going because it's, it's hard. And we need that constant encouragement and that constant push and that constant reminder that this is, this is hard, but it's worth it. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's hard, but it's worth it. And it's fun too. You know, I mean, parts of it are very hard, but parts of it are such a blessing, so much fun. Um, you know, the relationships we get to build with our kids, the ability to teach our kids to their unique needs and their strengths and their weaknesses. I mean, there's, there's so much value to homeschooling our kids. And so that was one, our, our, our main audience, but then you've got the audience of those people who are maybe not yet homeschooling, but they're considering homeschooling and they're, Mm -hmm. they're on the fence and they just don't know if they can actually do this. They're concerned about it. Um, they're worried for their kids, but they're just like, okay, maybe this homeschooling thing might work for us. And so we want to answer all the questions for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then our, our third audience would be the naysayers, you know, whether it's grandparents or a neighbor or, you know, the, you know, lady at church, who's just like, no, you should not homeschool your kids. That's terrible. And the reason people always say no is for the same reasons we said, no, is that they just don't understand it. They just have all the misconceptions Of homeschooling. And so those were our three main audiences. But the fourth audience that we did not expect was the kids. And when we sent out our test screener, we sent it out to about 200 people. And when we sent it out to those people, so many of them came back and said, and these are people who didn't know each other, just completely separate from one another and completely different parts of the country came back and said, We watched this movie as a family and our kids, and it was typically teenage kids, our kids thanked us for homeschooling them because they understand now why we've made this decision. And that was such a neat response to get. It was one that we did not expect, Yeah. but to know that other, that, that kids are actually thanking their parents Mm -hmm. for home, educating them and discipling their hearts at home was an incredible blessing. So yeah, it's been really well received. It's been a very exciting, um, time since, you know, since the movie launched in November. Um, it's been neat just to see what the Lord's doing with it.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's really encouraging. And I'm not really surprised, but I just wondered, (laughs) you know, how it was being received. Because like you were saying, there's that audience of naysayers that are like, are you nuts? What are you thinking? You know, your child isn't going to blah, blah, blah. But but I know there's statistics that Mm -hmm. the success rates of homeschooling education as children go on further to higher education or, you know, what they do in their lives. It's,
1: it's been just such a value to them. Yeah. Yeah. It has been amazing. Um, and dads too, that's been another great audience, um, Mm. that we've heard from is the impact it's having on fathers, um, and them realizing the importance of family discipleship, um, which happens best when our kids are at home with us and the responsibility that they have to lead their families well, spiritually, and to support their wives and support their kids um, on this journey of homeschooling.
0: Yeah, that's so important that the whole family's on board. Uh, I when I I had Dorinda Wilson on the show. Yeah, you know who? Did, yeah, she's a good friend of mine. Yeah, and it was really cool how she was talking about even parents at home school. People are considering doing that, or the ones that are already doing that. They don't realize that this activity or this experience, this is all counting toward. Educational and learning, and they're doing, you know, life skills are part of that. And there's so many yep. kids coming out of school these days, like you know the 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 education, you know, the public school or wherever that they they they're coming out with no life skills, like <laughs> they don't really right know. Um, and that's not to say that parents have done a bad job of not showing their kids things, but I think. That just even going back, thinking of, you know, when I was in school, it's like, you know, I think parents were just like, okay, this is where I send my kids that they will learn what they need to learn. And then they come home and, you know, we feed them and we do family stuff. But, you know, the education only lies with the professionals, the people who, you know, have a degree.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Which is so interesting because, you know, what, what makes us think as parents that just because someone goes to college for four years and gets a piece of paper, mm-hmm. that they're better equipped to teach our kids than we are as their parents. Yeah, you know, it, it it's it, it's what society has told us, mm-hmm. and it's a lie. Yeah, it's not you know, and I'm not saying that there are not good teachers out there. Right, but it's a lie to to believe that we are not well enough equipped, and that the Lord's not going to give us what we need to teach our kids. And you know. Um, I mentioned that I hated school growing up. I really struggled academically. And so I went into homeschooling terrified. I mean, you know, I, I really was greatly concerned that I wasn't going to be able to give my kids what they needed and educate them well. And we're now in our 11th year of homeschooling. And the great thing is my husband told me from the beginning, all you have to do is stay one step ahead of them. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and a lot of times I'm not even a step ahead of them. I'm on the same step as them. Mm -hmm. I'm learning science along with them Mm -hmm. and I'm learning history along with them. I, this is going to sound so bizarre. And I, I, I don't know how many people will be like, oh yeah, neither was I. I literally do not ever remember being taught about the Holocaust in school Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Isn't that bizarre? I don't know. I, I, I cannot honestly tell you if I just simply wasn't taught or if I just don't remember, but I mean, it's such a significant event in history Mm -hmm. that I feel like if I really was taught, well, I would remember such an event, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the Holocaust. Like, how do you not remember that? And I didn't start studying about it really until a few years ago with my girls. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I had no idea. I mean, it's just bizarre to me. And, um, so, you know, and this was, and I grew up in a private school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to think that our kids are going to get everything they need, from their teacher and not get what they need from us is just, it's just a misconception. And here's the thing. Kids are going to have holes in their education. Mm -hmm. There's going to be gaps everywhere, whether they're in public school, private school, university, or taught at home, kids are going to have gaps. And the great thing about homeschooling is that we get to teach our kids to love learning and teach them that learning is a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. It's not just teach them for 12 years or 13 years. And then you pull that plug in, you're done learning. You know, every educated adult realizes that education never stops. Learning never, ever stops. It just keeps going and going and going. And the more you learn, the more you desire to have more knowledge, you know, especially when it comes to learning about God's word um, and learning about who he is as creator. You know, we, you want to put that taste in our kid's mouth for learning who their creator is and who their savior is. And you want them to continue that journey of learning more about him each day.
0: So important. Yeah, I love that. What you just said, because they don't then view it as separate, like, okay, this is a separate right. place where I can't talk about this. And then, you know, so because it's, it should be just all part of their whole entire day and their life. And, you know, to feel free to talk about things like that. And, and so learning from i mean the holy spirit is the best teacher ever so yeah <laughs> so Amen. that's exciting and i and i love that too that you, you come around families and just to encourage them that they're not alone and there are yeah. resources and there are helps and there are groups and there are a lot of different things and there's a lot of things that we have to step out and do it afraid and those are usually the things that are so worth it
1: so yeah. That's precious. Yeah. Do it scared. Do it We've sca- said that many times. Do <laughs> it scared. <laughs> do it scared.
0: And yeah, it's just really, really cool. So I this has been so amazing. And I would love if you would share where the listener can check out this movie, um, learn more about what you're doing, learn more about you know how to get to your podcast and all of that. If you could do that, that I would love that.
1: Yeah. It's a very simple. Go to Schoolhouse Rocked. It's R O C K E D schoolhouse rocked.com the movie it's actually called schoolhouse rocked the homeschool revolution is the full title of the film um, but our website is schoolhouserocked.com and everything they need is on the website they can find the movie on the website it's a uh, right now we're doing what's called a, a virtual cinema event where they can just uh, download the movie they can stream it uh, through our website and people can also do group showings. So we have a lot of people doing those around the country where they're gathering together, mm. uh, you know, their church, um, their co-ops, things like that, and doing big group showings with people as well. So they could do either of those and information on both of those different things are on the website. Um, the podcast is also on the website. It's the schoolhouse rocked podcast, and we air a new episode each week. Um, and we always have a guest on, so our guests always, we always focus somewhat on homeschooling, but we, you know, like you talked about homeschooling is really, Uh, life. And so we talk about marriage and parenting and sibling relationships Mm -hmm. and all of the things that life encompasses. And so um, the podcast is is Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday with the same guest. We just split it up into three 20 minute episodes. Um, And then we also have a new resource which is the homeschool survival kit Mm -hmm. that people can download. It's a free resource and that will give everyone literally detailed information on how they can start homeschooling, what steps to take first. And it, it's a 60 something page downloadable uh, ebook that they can can uh, just get all the encouragement and resources they need to start homeschooling and to start strong and to finish strong.
0: That is awesome. I love that you have that on the website where people can just, you know, pull it off there and just yep. get going with it and, you know, take yeah. that take that step out. And, you know, I mean, really, there is an enemy of our soul who is attacking families, Attacking identity, attacking the belief system, which is the truth. And so this is so amazing how you are encouraging families to be strengthened at the core, because it's not only about what they're learning educational wise, it's about the family bond that just, you cannot put a value on that at all. That's priceless. Yeah. So, well, thank yeah. you so much. It's been yeah. such a great pleasure having you on thank and I hope you. to have you thank on you again sometime. Me. Yeah, I would love it. All right. Well, friend, you have been an amazing guest and I hope everyone will check out your um, website and get all of those things and I'll put those in the show notes. So, thank you. well, thank you, Yvette. God bless you and your family and your ministry. And we will talk soon. All right. Thank you, Doris. Thank you for listening today. See what I mean about how it really applies to all of us and how important it is for us to be informed. We'd be surprised of how many schools this is happening in where teachers are asking the children, are you a boy or a girl today? But nothing is a surprise to God. And he is raising up voices to dispel myths and to share truth about what is really going on in our nation today. And it's so important. Voices like Yvette and Garrett have this fierce calling for strengthening and equipping families by teaching the parents how to live out their convictions and point their children towards Christ. What could be better? Friends, I thank you so much again for listening. And I have all of the links in the show notes so you can check out how you can listen to the podcast see the movie and maybe bring the movie to your church and see how we can spread this really important message and i am so thankful again for you being here and i would so appreciate if you could leave a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast and don't forget you can listen to it on the edify app so be sure to download that for free on the Apple or Google Play store so you can listen to Fierce Calling and other amazing Christian podcasts. So friend, I want to mention that I'm booking my speaking calendars for 2022 and 2023. So give me a shout if I can speak at your next women's event. And I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action or her passion, compassion and conviction intersect. Until then, friends, have a blessed week.